gaze out the window, the cold winter's night, at all of the twinkling lights alone in the darkness, remembering when you were mine, everybody's smiling, the whole world's rejoicing, and everyone's embracing, except for you and I. Baby, I miss you! Most at Christmas time. Continue podcast. Jingle, 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 Epi- jingle. Episode one fifty three. Uh, I just realized uh, earlier uh, that we've only ever done one track from the Mariah Carey Christmas album oh. in all of these years, which seemed improbable. Wait, she she made huh. more than one Christmas song. There's I was gonna say more than one guy. I had it's the to one look that always up. plays. The it's the one yeah. you, you know. I had to, I had it to look really it up. Good, that one. Uh, here's here's my thing that I recently found out. So she, Mariah is touring the Christmas album for like the eight, 80th time uh, this year. I know there haven't been 80 Christmases since it came out. I think she does a summer show. Uh, oh, well, Christmas is like four months now. So like, I, yes, I figured. It's, it's, you, yeah, yeah, a full quarter. Yeah. So apparently... She'll like be singing like all I want for Christmas is you mm-hmm. and like stop the show and be like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I need I need my glow. I need my glow. And then like people will come out like looking like it's like like the pit at a NASCAR show with like curling irons and like hair clips and shit. But here's the deal. None of them are plugged in. Like it's like. <laughs> Right. Like, it's like part of the <laughs> performance. Right. Is that she needs to stop everything to, like, have her hair done. Like, She's apparently psycho. her vocal cords are just, like, shot. Like, psycho shit. No, okay, you <laughs> you say that, but I'm sure the crowd absolutely eats it up every um, time. I, I, yeah, I, I bet. I, uh, I, I'm You're I'm at a Mariah certain. Carey show, that's what you're, you're paying for. Yeah. yeah. Is that's, the glow up. That's... Uh, that person who will only ever go to a Run DMC Christmas show is Susan Arndt. Absolutely. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom cook, mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. Uh, guys, by the way, uh, I went in to pick my child up from school, walked into the classroom, trio of popcorns. Trio of popcorns right in the room. There it is. Got right in. Yep. Uh, so we did it properly. Susan, I, I do need an update on the advent calendar of cheeses since the okay. last episode. So <laughs> cheese update. Cheese okay. update. Cheese update. Okay. So uh, uh, obviously we had to open it all at once because you have to refrigerate it and the entire thing would not fit in. That was a, that was a question of mine yeah. is like how, yeah. how like the presentational packaging so the presentational packaging is you could, if you had enough room in your fridge, because it lays flat and it's only, you know, maybe an inch thick or so, uh, you could just slide the entire thing. It is, it is their, their doors on a, on a house, doors and windows on a house. And uh, so you could absolutely do that. We did not have that kind of room. Uh, so we just took them all out. Uh, so far we have tried two of the items, one being the eight-year a eight-year-old aged cheddar freaking delicious nice and the jamaican jerk uh uh uh, cheese curds oh my god all right yeah we got three different flavors of cheese curd 
There's regular, your classic cheese curd. There's the uh, 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 the, the Jamaican jerk, and then uh, garlic and dill. So oh my a, a, a pickle inspired cheese curd, which we have not tried yet. Um, so yeah, highly recommend the Cheese Brothers. They make some nice cheese. Does it squeak when you eat it? Does it did the squeaky? It did not squeak. Oh. I did not know. <laughs> I was a little disappointed. I was expecting I, squeak. I I think it's like a certain type of cheese curd, I think, that does that. So yeah, I don't yeah, know. Like, like I don't I don't know what the scientific properties of, of squeak of squeak is. are. Yeah. Uh, I if if the if the if the classic flavor doesn't squeak, I'm gonna be real bummed. But I feel like maybe adding flavoring to it maybe, maybe. I, I don't know, whatever. It's really good cheese. Uh, so Sweeter now, good cheese. This is yeah. cheese curd, cheese curd related. Uh, Dave, Susan will know this, but Penn State University is famous for its like creamery, like the dairy yes. school there. And like anywhere you go in Pennsylvania, there's always like ooh creamery shit. Yep. And like one of their big things is cheese curds, like they're and they're fucking awesome. Um, many years ago, as a student of this establishment. And I will leave it to the imagination of our listeners as to what I was smoking prior to creating this invention. But I created cheese curd cereal. Yeah. Right? (laughs) That sounds awful. Oh, yeah, son. So, like cereal, you want, like, a dairy product and, and, like, a grain. So the grain in this case is saltines. But, like, you get, like, the tube and you just go, like, you give the tube, like, an Indian burn. Like, yeah, yeah. And then you dump out the tube, and then you put Penn State Creamery cheese curds in as your Darius cheese curd cereal. Uh, I was not healthy. <laughs> I'm not guys, bad at it. I'm, I'm you're not. not no. <laughs> yeah, it's not gross. It's just yeah. Uh, it's just ooh. Mm, that's it's a good year off your life, but you know. Oh yeah, I'm not making it past seventy, guys. No. It's not. <laughs> uh, that person we're here, who, for, we're, we're here for a good time, not a long time. So. There you go. Exactly. Uh, that person who is maximizing his good time with <laughs> y- UMD technology is Staff <laughs> Roberts, Dave Roberts. <laughs> the, the only way to watch movies in the year 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, I, okay, so Susan is the one who introduced me to Whamageddon, which... I don't know if you've heard of this. It's it's a it, it's a game where as you go about your daily life, uh, if you like, you basically you and a group of friends all agree that if if you hear the song uh, "Last Christmas" by Wham, specifically the Wham version, you're out of the game. Kind of like like the, the the game episode of Seinfeld where the, sure I'm out. Uh, it cannot be inflicted upon you. Like someone cannot like 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 target you and just like follow you around with an iPod play like iPhone playing the song. Like it just has to be like you're in the store and the nightmare music is playing and suddenly wham comes on. You're You're like, Oh fuck you're you're done. done. Yeah. Uh, I did not realize how seriously people took this game. Okay. Uh, So apparently there was a story in the UK like a week or so ago where uh, the DJ at a football arena played last Christmas (gasps) And pissed off like seven thousand people. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> because apparently, like they all got knocked out. They got massacred. They, they got like, there knocked was, like, out of the game. Like he, ha- like the guy, like made a public apology because he did not realize how seriously 
people took this game because people were so furious online about it. Um, oh my god! I think he, I think he deserves a medal. Yeah, like that's <laughs> like that's a heroic act. <laughs> Like, I feel like, like, okay, so you can't follow people around, but if you can organize, like, a true mass destruction. That was pretty great. That was pretty great. Yeah. That's, wow. in, that's in fucking inspired. But can you, ima- can you imagine the sound that came out of that stadium <laughs> as of, you know, last Christmas, and then just everybody just like, <gasps> yeah, like a wham dirty bomb just dropping yeah. in the middle of the street. Like, but the thing is, like, the, he had no idea that, yeah. like, the, he's just like, I, I like last Christmas. I think it's a great song. I, I personally think it's a great song. I I'm going to play this for I people, call, I- <laughs> people that. Uh, I mean, I didn't know about this game until Susan started talking about it. You didn't know about it until, like, you, like, and so what if you're a DJ and you just play the song because, hey, you know, it's catchy and, like, it's got the boo doo doo doo. It's a modern Christmas song. There aren't that many of them. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm assuming that it's pretty telling. To suddenly see a football arena erupted chaos. It's wild. That's wild. Uh, are is there is there footage of this? Can I watch this? Happen? I don't know. I've seen. Let me. I'll, I'll have to look it up, and yeah, I will share. We'll have to look it, with it up. You. Oh yeah. Uh, so yes, this is this is our our last full Christmas. episode before the before the calendar turns over into a, another of these years, uh, and we have all actually been playing video games uh, and newish video games. Uh, we're we're keeping the the train running. Of there's been a lot of those. Over I the know. past couple of months, like we good like, ones too, <laughs> like, like actually good games. Um, we are not. I think we're gonna forgo as a group. Uh, I know traditionally on this show we talk about the game awards, but oh. Susan and I didn't Burp. watch them at all this year. Uh, and I, I think we're. I think our lives were richer. For we're, yeah, were they <laughs> no, better for it? Yeah. If for those of the listeners who also are in our. Uh, podcast discord uh which you can get to patreon.com forward slash continue podcast you can get in five dollars get you in the Discord. anyway uh we were we were watching it together it's the only reason why i watched it because other people in the discord were watching it yeah just like follow along it's like whatever uh, the, and- the what dave you were watching it on the what the people with the, who are on the what on the on the continue podcast discord which you can get to the what now? The, 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 the what the, di- the oh the discord oh the, uh, discord! the, discord. Oh, the discord i was wondering what you're doing like <laughs> Uh, the people on the discard, the lovely Irish Spring users in the discard. Uh, th- so <laughs> they, you, you can follow along during that event, and like everyone who was watching it together, were getting like more and more pissed off as the night wore on, in like a different <laughs> way that we have been with previous Keelys. Uh, just because of like, like you could like so much time was given to the trailers, which obviously, of course, but yeah. like they were like shoving people off of stage after thirty seconds. Which, like, granted, you don't want another moment where like what's his name, Chris Judge, Chris gets Judge, like seven minutes, yeah, thirty minutes to talk to 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 talk drunkenly about whoever he wants to. Uh, but like when you're shoving off Ag Aonuma like a luminary of this industry yeah. <laughs> trying to give a speech about like how much Zelda has meant to him and his career 30 seconds like dude like or at, like 
the guy from Larian who is talking about the team member who died. Yeah, multiple team members who died during development. Yeah. Yeah. And getting the play them out music. Please wrap game it up. Yeah. Of the game of the year, it's I, it's this very, is, like it's always been clear what the priorities were for this show, it, but I believe like it's never been more stark. I uh, yeah I look we talked we talked about sort of the grossness last year of like here's what the priority is it's always money it's money money is the priority, but like hearing all of the reactions to this year. And seeing internally the traffic pulled in yeah. by interest in it. Yeah. There's I, no I incentive to change. Like, nope. I, th- I think they should just don't even call it the Game Awards. No. Don't call it that. Like, literally just call it, like, like Game Night or something at this Trailers point. Trailers and shit. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Just, call, just call it, like, what it is. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Super, Bowl, Super Bowl commercials. People will fucking watch that. Yeah. And they'll be happy about it, and then maybe let somebody else have like an actual celebration of the meat. This, I mean, this is the thing. If you told me, like, look, all this is going to be is is trailers and skits and whatever, I yeah. will watch it because then the appropriate expectation is set, and I will yeah. see new games that are coming. Also, I will watch anything the Muppets do. So yes, yeah. I will be there for that. Fine. But if you tell me this is about celebrating our industry, then you should be celebrating the damn industry. Yeah, don't and, lie about it. And don't lie don't about lie. it. And don't, don't lie about it's it. So disrespectful and disgusting. Well, the thing is, it's it is a celebration of the industry, but it's a celebration of a very different part of the industry. <laughs> and it is not. Yeah. Well, they no, no, are no. selling it's a celebration it as a, of the industry, of the industry, not the medium, not yeah. or the people who make them. Yeah, uh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Gross. Gross. Yeah, yeah it's gross. Uh, but like, all right, well, we'll leave yeah. it in the past. Game, game Awards talk out of the way. It's out, it's out of the way. We it's did over. it. But now it's time to talk about laser puzzles. <laughs> laser pick puzzles. Up, pick up a laser. You put it over here. Now it's beaming at a door. And now you're like, fucking, what is consciousness? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to be human? That's, that's I don't what know. I'm going to do another laser puzzle. <laughs> That's a good question. I think I got the Talos principle. I think I nailed it. Uh, you got, yeah, you got the ex- well, yes, but <laughs> and the Talos principle too is more of that. More, but more, more if, but more, but like in a good way. Like it's not just like oh, here's a bunch. I mean, sure, like hey, if you like guiding lasers into targets to open gates up, boy, you're gonna be happy. Um, <laughs> But get ready. Um, yeah, get ready. <laughs> Your body is ready for laser puzzles. Yes, the reason why this is special. The game was special for me was because uh, the, it's it's basically an interactive philosophical dialectic, uh, but it's done in a way that is like shockingly unpretentious. Like you hear like, oh, philosophy, we're going to get it's going to be like fucking Reddit. 
Yeah, well, right, okay, so that's just a fancy way of saying uh, a dialogue between two people where one person presents a scenario, the other person responds to it, then the other person responds to that, and it just goes back and forth, and you're, like, basically building this thought by responding to different situations and responses. So, like, someone at, like asks you, like, well, what do you presume consciousness to be and then I, I say well it's me being live blah 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 and someone goes well if, if that's all that is then it's this thing over here like is everything consciousness and then you respond to that and the conversation builds and ultimately I mean nothing you know ultimately this is you know a lot of philosophy is just like sniffing farts but you get to some sort of <laughs> You know, conclusion. I about, actually like, loved uh, that DLC in Talos Principle One. Right, there's the, the sniffing, sniffing farts. farts. Uh, it's yeah, amazing. Smell of vision. It's great. Uh, so, in the first game, you play as a robot who wakes up in this like everything looks like weirdly Egyptian uh, or Roman. Like you get to, there's a bunch of different environments you get to. You're inside of a simulation. There's this voice booming down from above. I'm Elohim, the god. Solve my puzzles and and join <laughs> me and blah 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 blah. Uh, the, the goal is to solve the puzzles and ascend the tower and you'll ascend to another plane of existence, basically. But as you play, you come across these computer terminals uh, where you start to discover that there's another person inside or some some voice inside, like a, like a snake, essentially, from the Garden of Eden, who is asking you philosophical questions and you respond to them. And then it starts poking holes in every, every response you have. Uh, it has some way to basically like twist your words against you to make you doubt like if that's actually what you meant what like the the thing that you wanted to respond to uh you're also as you play you learn about what's going on or what has happened outside of the simulation and you quickly learn that uh surprise surprise humans and global warming uh not a good combo uh, global warming has melted the ice caps, caused a virus to uh, escape that humans don't know how to deal with, and basically kills off everyone on the that planet. That sounds implausible. It's, uh, I mean, you know, like, when it came out, what, 2014? Like, it's well, not, yeah, like, they it's didn't know. Bullshit. They didn't. Anyway, uh, so you also learn that as this virus happens, uh, uh, there's this woman, Alexandra Drennan, who creates the uh, Institute for Applied Nomadics. Nomadics is a fancy word for puzzles. Uh, in an attempt to create an artificial intelligence that would effectively live on beyond human. Like, basically, humans are dying out. They're done. It's over. Yeah. But the essence of being human, human consciousness, can live on if we figure this shit out. Uh, however, she knew she did not have enough time to uh, to create this AI in her lifetime. So she created the beginnings of the simulation and over thousands of years of different per like you know iterations of running the simulation over and over, the consciousness of solving these puzzles is building up. Meanwhile, Elohim, the god, is like gets stuck at basically stuck in like a for loop and is like, well, I need to keep the simulation going to keep myself going. So, mm -hmm. if you actually try to do what he tells you to do, you think you're winning the game, you actually just start the game over again. So, okay, uh, I, I never made it but, this far in right. this game. I, because I, I, I can't. <laughs> I couldn't. Right. I could. The puzzles are it was too very hard. tricky. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so, like that's one of the end. The bad ending of the game is doing what the game tells you to do, and the game just 
kind of starts over. Luckily, like it doesn't actually start over again. You can start in an old save. The real ending is realizing that it is the voice inside the computers that is trying to get you to doubt what Elohim is telling you to do. That is the way out. So you follow what that thing wants you to do. Uh, you actually don't actually you don't actually don't have to solve all the puzzles in the game to get the good ending. Um, but by finishing the game and escaping from the simulation you realize that you there are other robots who've gotten out and you start to build a new civilization together as a robotic society post-human you know basically uh what this like singularity kind of thing right where like humans have transcended their are are you in the are you in this civilization and two so like are that you is where are you with the okay yes that is where two picks up so it picks up a thousand years after the events of talus principle one where uh ai constructs have been uh awakening from their sleep they've been escaping the simulation their own way and getting into these new bodies and they all have their own individual personalities based off of you know how they've solved the puzzles and you are 1K, the 1,000th robot who was woken up, and you have effectively achieved the goal. The goal set by one of the first robots who woke up was like, we need a 1,000. A 1,000 is a good round number. We are going to have a 1,000 people. We'll grow no more than this because we don't want to overpopulate the planet. We don't want to grow too much. Um, we want to keep things good. The minute that you wake up and leave your little, like, uh, the little, like, pod area where all of the robots wake up from, there's, like, a celebration for, yay, you're the 1,000th robot. We did it. The goal is complete. A bunch of weird particles float in from the distance and form into the visage of Prometheus, who says, oh, hey, no. guys, uh, <laughs> there's a weird pyramid that I'm from. Uh, like a bunch of miles away from here come free me from my construct and everyone's like well this shouldn't like these particles are like they don't exist in science that we know uh something weird is going on here so they send a team of uh you and three other robots to go out uh and explore it <laughs> and together this pyramids filled with lasers well th th yes the, there are also so the, the way it's structured and the way that I, that it's like I want to say easier to get into than the first game is that like the first game structure is very strange. Like it's very hard to get a, a yeah, read. I've never on how it's paced. I, I've never played a game that just so like truly left you to your own devices, and it was still so linear. Yeah, like because it, I like I had to review that game, and I played it for like five hours before i was like oh now i understand what's happening and yeah. this is really cool yeah <laughs> and there's a little bit of that here because like once you wake up and like before you even go to the the mega structure they call it um to figure out what's going on there you can spend a couple hours just hanging around in robot town uh talking to people uh <laughs> talking to people there's like a museum of like all of the puzzles from the first game not all of them but like all the different artifacts and stuff from the first game because it's like that it's important to their society that this part that the simulation that's yeah, their history is yeah a, a part of their creation myth essentially um you can like people are trying to um 
like, get signatures to get a vote for finding like alternate power source because you start to realize that because this society is so rigid because they don't the society does not want to repeat the mistakes of its predecessors but in doing so like shit is falling apart around them because they are limiting themselves too much like uh like the they're like they're worried about the their the dam the only source of power that they have is like gonna break because it's it's just fallen into disrepair and it's like well if we lose that we're done um so we need to do something else but other people like well no we don't want to do that because then we'll just like start doing global warming again so like it very interesting like it's weird that everyone is like talking about humanity in the past tense, but also still like dealing with the same shit, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, like very fascinating. Um, but anyway, like once you get to the mega structure, it's, it's far more like normal video game, like in its, in its structure. So you have this, the pyramid in the center and in order to get into it, you need to go to three different sections outside of the mega structure which all house eight puzzles you complete enough puzzles yeah yeah big time you activate a laser which shoots into the mega structure you activate all three lasers right it's lasers for days um you go into the mega structure you move the plot forward you leave the mega structure go to the second set of three solve the puzzles and each section introduces a new wrinkle to the laser puzzles but i don't know if it's just because i'm used to playing the puzzles from the first game or if the game is actually easier because i did not have as hard of a time with wait this are one. you done like did you yeah, finish it? it all right yeah. so i i i think i think it is very likely that they softened it easy robots <laughs> okay so easier robots okay uh so yeah the the puzzles are easier this time around uh and they do a better job of introducing like new concepts and then building on them until they get harder uh where for one there's no proximity mines other than like there are a couple of very specific moments that they show up okay so that's, in the first game that's an improvement so okay I need to preface all of this by saying this game is developed by Crow Team. And the first game, uh, who who made Series Sam. Series mm-hmm. Sam's their bread and butter, which was also like kind of weird that they were making this like weirdly contemplative puzzle game about the meaning of human existence. Um but a lot of the first game was built out of like just stuff that they had lying around from uh, serious Sam levels and pu- like the puzzle design is like they were trying to come up with puzzles for serious Sam didn't really fit so they put them in Talos Principle and one of the things was this proximity mine where like sometimes they'll march around the level sometime and but if you get too close it starts like beeping very annoyingly I should say and will like if you get too close it'll just chase you down and blow you up you have to start the level over again it's super it's it's part of why I quit that game that's yeah. part a huge part of why um, it's like not going the distance here. Other than very specific story moments, um in in the game in the second game, those don't figure into any of the puzzles. So it's awesome. way more chill in that way. And the second way is like I think the puzzles are just generally smaller. Um especially the early ones. Like they they it's it, they'll just go like, okay, so in the first section 
in addition to taking the the connectors to connect laser beams from one thing to to a target to open up a gate, um, it also introduces um, the ability to um, absorb colors. So you can take you you have this orb and you basically like you see like oh there's a red color here I can suck the red color into this orb so now I have a red laser wherever I want it so I put it down and you can solve puzzles that way um, oh I remember actually remember what the first the first thing they introduced you to when I was like and, and it made me go like oh no this is going to be even harder it's the RGB converter you have to suck in a red laser. And a blue laser and it converts to green or if you suck in a green laser and a blue ra- laser it converts to red and you know it's etc for blue i i and think I, I would still be pretty dumb on this yeah well i think but I- the thing is like it that like that is like the most complicated puzzle piece they give you and it's hmm. the first one they give you so it's like oh my god this is but the way that they slowly introduce it into the game and like like it, they're not just like okay here you go deep end figure out what to do with this the very first puzzle is like okay so you got a red a blue here's a green target what do you do with it boom open up the gate yeah, you solve right, the first puzzle um but then they start adding on like there's there's a, a, a converter where it converts if it accepts a, a red laser it switches it to blue if it accepts a blue it switches it to red and then nope. like later puzzles they start <laughs> yeah. working in all of that shit together but the thing is is like by the time you get to that point like you've naturally learned how all of the puzzle pieces work like it, by it's the time. What, you got to that well, point. Yes. No. You know what? I, honestly, you know what this is reminding me of is why I tapped out of Cocoon. Because oh, Cocoon interesting. Has sort of similar, much, <clears throat> much, much simpler, but but very similar. Pick this up to do this via via that kind of. And I'm yeah. like, no, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. All right, well, give me a word puzzle, please. Yeah. Thank you. No. Let me conjugate yeah. nouns in a made-up yeah. language. Thanks. <laughs> That's easy. That, Duh. Well, Dave. All right. So, like, I can we go full spoilers? I kind of want to. Like, I need to know. I gotta know who Prometheus is and what happens. Okay. Uh, spoilers for the game. Uh, we'll mark it down on the show notes. Yeah. Uh, basically, it is the construct of a robot lady who left the society to try to build this station out away from from uh, from the main city. An accident happened, and the because it was her. I'm trying to remember here. Her. Um, her husband, I guess. Like it's weird because like they're robots. Like her, but also, her robot husband, her robot like, husband, right. and their kid. Um, and the kid dies in an accident that she's like kind of responsible for. So she like goes off, and uh, she's like trying to come up with this new power source that will help the hmm. robot society go forward. But she gets trapped inside of a dream inside of this structure. And the dream starts like coming like, to life, like you around. do. Yeah, right, like you do. And it starts. It's it's it like it 
it builds all of the puzzles around the mega structure. It builds the constructs uh, with this, like, again, like a magic physics particle that doesn't exist in real world. But because of her being stuck in this dream, she's able to, like, conjure up. Like are stuff, they part like super of super science the, things? Are they part of the thousand robots? Yes, it was okay, like they well, are. yeah, yeah, the, and the things like you start you 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 start learning about some of the others who have like died because like like because there's only a thousand like if one of them dies it's a big deal right um, and like people like really beat themselves up whenever like like it, like one of the guys is like responsible for whatever happened or like oh i sent them off to the thing and it's partially my fault yeah so like it's kind of heavy uh in that way but again it's like but you know it's it's weird they're all robots and they talk in a way that is like very close to like being human, but they're also aware that they're robots. Mm-hmm. It strikes this very interesting balance between like like yeah like they don't speak like people, but they deal with a lot of like human problems and emotions. But they're, yeah. again, they're also they're they're aware of their place in human history, uh, and it does it in a really like it's just it's kind of like lovely. In a way, yeah. like just like it's it, it, it's it continues the same thought from the first game, which was recognizing all of like humanity's failures and problems and struggles and like how like human humans are you know kind of fucked up. Consciousness like fucks us up, right? Uh, but also, humans are lovely and capable of creating amazing things and doing things together, and even. As we are destroying ourselves, it is still hopeful that a better future can come out of it. Mm. And, and I think, a, like that, to me, that's is an awesome like the message. reason why the why the first game spoke to me, and why this game, while I story wise, it does not hit, didn't hit, doesn't hit the same. Um, nothing can really replicate what that first game was trying to do, but yeah. it's a, just a continuation of those themes. Um, that like to me as a person that you know is trying to struggle with a lot of those same feelings uh, and emotions and balance you know like like the depravity of what people are capable of but also realizing that people can also be amazing and wonderful and lovely uh, and the things that they make can be good and uh, give us insight into what it means to be a person uh it speaks to me yeah i don't know it's 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 good it's like it's it's worth putting up with (laughs) if you can't wrap your brain around shitty i mean they're not shitty i like them but like if you can't wrap your brain around laser puzzles that story is like enough of a carrot to 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 draw you forward through i know i've talked to you guys about it before but i i hate the feeling when i play a game that i wish i could just have a book like yeah. I wish I could just read it. Like like I play like the great ace attorney and it's like I want to be able to read this at my own pace. Yeah. And engage with all the great language. Because like Talos Principle One, it's so well written. Like it's yeah. so well written. It's it, written like, by like the guy who wrote The Swapper, which is a old puzzle game from like a almost a decade ago at this point that I really loved. 
Um, and another guy who writes like he wrote Serious Sam Four, but he also wrote like he, um, <laughs> the Sea will claim us all, or Sea claims everything. Like a bunch of bunch of like really interesting, lovely, person. Yeah, yeah, interesting indie games. Um, but the things I would also say that like the puzzles, like yeah, you know, it, like you may bounce off of them, but I they are fundamental to the text. Like mm. just the concept of puzzles being a thing that people have to solve is like a fundamental nature of, of what separates people from animals, and making that part of the experience like really hammers that home. Even if you are doing yeah. a lot of the same laser gate kind of puzzles. Um, it's interesting. It's yeah. super interesting. Yeah, I, like I, it's, it's, it's like that's it's hard to talk about the story too because like like it sounds like it comes from a very like pretentious highfalutin place, right? It but, does, but like. <laughs> the game the game is like it's not like there's there's a guy there are audio logs that you that you listen to throughout this game and it's like one of the scientists working for the person who created the foundation and he's just a guy he's just an assistant and he one of his audio logs is just about how cool john carpenter is he's talking about the the our lord and savior john carpenter that's you can't just like talk about john carpenter being awesome and expect anyone on this show to be like no i'm not engaging with that <laughs> but like that's but that's that's the kind of thing that like it's it does deal in a lot of lofty concepts but it's also like that like it's not reddit brained is the thing like you 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 like yeah. you, you hear like philosophical structure you hear like oh like this is just going to be a bunch of people like pontific again smelling farts right but like it is self-aware enough to know that like the real purpose of asking these questions is to find answers like it's not just about arguing it's not about just debate it's about like finding out who we are and how like that experience is so personal to everyone uh and understanding that you know like people yelling at each other on message boards is just as much a part of the human experience as reading early English literature, you know, philosophical, you know, all that stuff. Like it's, it's, it's Susan, what were you about to say? Yeah. I I was going to say, perhaps I should not say it's pretentious because pretension has a neg has a, an innate negative connotation. It is high minded. Yes, Mm. it is. I I, I think pretension's okay though. Like I, you know, I think pretension has its place. I think, uh, I think sometimes a game like like benefit. (laughs) (laughs) fuck (laughs) that's just i mean shit (laughs) you got owned god damn it um yeah no i i i completely i my complete inability to to do the laser puzzles aside because that's a mechanical thing yeah that's a that's a my brain just does not grok that ergo i do not find it fun that's mechanics. I completely understand why the thoughtfulness of it appeals to you because you are a very thoughtful person. Mm. That I hate everyone. <laughs> I think humanity sucks. So nobody not nobody that likes Star Trek and Doctor Who as much as you is a true misanthrope. Madam, like you, oh, that's well. that that's, I I don't know I like, but I I think that's that that's an interesting thing because 
I think that, you know, like your your taste in a thing like Star Trek or Doctor Who, which both engage directly with the same themes. Absolutely. Is no like it's just yeah. like the the different access points. Like yeah, I yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think that there's a you know, Dave, you're a very you are a guy that loves to engage with a Byzantine system of information. Uh, Dave is coming at it from the direction of an adult. I am coming at it from the direction <laughs> of a child. No, but like no, no, well, all three, all one hundred percent accurate. Well, all three of us a- access this information from like different weird places. Like I do come at the same stuff as you two from like the place of pretension. Like I want like like implicit themes. I want like poetry. I want like mm-hmm. weird surrealism and things being unspoken. Dave, you love like like systems of information. Uh you know, like you're like the way you engage film or or modding hardware or any of these things, it's all like getting to the deep root of meaning by, you know, finding a pattern literally like the puzzle solved and unraveling it (laughs) and susan you love a world built like like the humanistic this is a place filled with character and uh, you know you can engage it i i think it is very interesting that on this show in the past couple of weeks the games we've been playing are like very much about like automatons and like like robotic vessels for meaning because Dave, you're playing Talos Principle, and it's like, all right, well, we're we're aware of being robots, but we're still exploring the implications of humanity. And then you have something like Steam World Build and all of the Steam World games, which like are like, we're fucking robots. The people yeah. are dead. <laughs> Let's have a good fucking time. <laughs> it really is the kind of, like, kind of the same thing, huh? Yeah, it's <laughs> like it is, but like just like a philosophically different access point <laughs> which i fucking door um susan steam world build i this is the steam world game i know the least about uh okay. i played dig one and two which i loved there's like the weird stealth shooter uh which i can't remember heist. the name of heist steam world heist and it's like I a side a, scroller, like ter- it's like worms almost. Like. It's a weird game. Uh, and then the art, the turn-based RPG, which Quest, which I fucking loved. And I don't know about build. Uh, so tell tell me about like your uh, automaton experience. So and... what's hilarious to me is I didn't even know these other games existed. I no know. fucking way, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because. Like the only reason I'm playing this is it, it's on Game Pass. Uh, I'm, um, you know, uh, in between big games. You know, I'm gonna dive back into Baldur's Gate to do the new content over the holiday. But for right now, it's just like I want something I can relax with, and this looked like, uh, you know, city building, you know, SimCity ish, you know, town management kind of thing, but cute. So I was, I was down. Um, yes. So. It is town management, uh, a la uh, a SimCity, with bizarrely Old West robots. Old West robots. That's the that's I, the whole jamboree. <laughs> you got which robots is, and cowboy hats. Robots and cowboy hats with vi- with Swedish accents. 
mm-hmm. or Finnish mm-hmm. accents yeah. or something. Yep. Okay. I'm like, all right, whatever. So the shtick is um, their planet is unstable, uh, but buried deep in the earth are pieces of a rocket ship. So if they go and and dig down and find the the pieces, they can assemble the rocket ship and uh, get on and escape. Great. And so there there are two halves. There's the you're managing the town above and then the mine below. And each mine has three different uh, layers, uh, and they get more dangerous as you go. Each level has two pieces of the rocket ship on it. Oh, okay. This is this is not dissimilar to Dig, because Dig was almost like a a Metroidvania version of this, where oh. you're you're in oh. the town. There is access to the mine. You're constantly going deeper and deeper and deeper to like sort of discover resources to help you guys survive. So, okay. so you're there are three. There are three different mines or three different stages. No, three three levels in the mine. So the so what has to happen is, uh, so first you start off with a you know your basic robot um your basic worker robot once you have enough of those then you can get the engineer robots and the more sophisticated robots let you do more sophisticated things uh and that's how you end up progressing through the mine but in order for that to happen you have to make them completely happy and the more sophisticated they are the more difficult they are to make happy like all the worker robot needs is he needs a general store and he needs a place to get fixed. And that's it. And he's happy. So they made a like town sim that's also yeah. tulip. Yes. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> well, there's no kissing involved. But, well. <laughs> yeah, but like, but then the engineer robots need a need a bar. They're like, no, we need booze yeah. and a bar and also a place to get a shower. Okay. Okay. And then, and, and and so it goes. And then there's the Aristobots is the next level up, and then the uh, scientists are are the the top of the pot. What do you What do you need for the Why do you need the Aristobots? For anyone? because they're the friends of the mayor. Okay. And they also run the plastics factory, and you need plastics to make certain things. Got it. And so you need What do you need for them? You need a a, a mustache waxing. Okay. Shop. <laughs> Does it? And, 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 I know. And a gun factory because they like to twirl them around because <laughs> it's the old west. And they need a sheriff because they want to feel safe in their homes because they're rich. And then um, other other buildings. I, I don't quite remember what. And that's and so what the the planning is. All of the buildings have to be within a certain proximity of mm. the house of the robot in order to increase their happiness. So you have to plan your town with neighborhoods. Like, okay, here's the worker neighborhood and it needs this thing. And and the, the engineer neighborhood needs these things and, and so on and so forth. Can they and ever, so as, can like, can, can there be houses that make other robots unhappy? Like- No. All no, right, so, no. okay, so there's they, no dicks. <laughs> like, no, there's, it's not like, Oh my god, what are you doing in my neighborhood? You're there's, bringing no, down my property no, value. It's not that. There's no cowboy it, robot nimbyism. That's uh... no, no. No. They're just 
Uh, they are either their needs are either met or they are not met, and it's met by the stuff you put in proximity to them. Interesting. Uh, but you need to. But all of the all of the shops and factories require a certain amount of workers in them. So you have each neighborhood has to have a certain number of houses in it that you have to keep happy. And 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 this is the town management part and you get taxes from them and the more sophisticated the robot the more money you get from them and blah blah blah, blah. meanwhile meanwhile in the <laughs> mine that this is where you get some of your raw resources uh like water and gas and oil and stuff like that but then starting with level two enemies start to appear sure so you also have to do some kind of tower defense kind of stuff to keep them from just completely running roughshod over all of your mining operations and just breaking everything. And so it's this it's this balance of you got to have enough supplies going on in the town. So to keep your mine running, you need enough raw resources from the mine to keep the town going and balancing all of the systems. And hmm. While with, you know, you've got limited money, you've got... There's a certain a de- hourly demand of, for example, wood. So you have to make sure you're producing enough wood to meet the hourly demand. Are you playing this as like a side scroller still, or is it like more no, menu? No, it's, t- it's, it's three quarter. It's three, it's quarter, three quarter. Okay, that's really interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Only, I only ask because pr- like all of the past SteamWorld games, even when they have like really complicated systems like this, they're still like presented as like pure side view side scrollers yeah like even yeah. the tur- even the turn-based oh. rpg is like a side scroller wow yeah no this is uh you know you can spin your camera fully around cool um and it's just yes yeah, you've got that isometric view so which is great for when you need to put the house down or lay your road or whatever no the, the camera and the controls work perfectly cool for you you're never wrestling with it to try and see what you need to look at uh, that's that's surprising if, if if this is their first foray into 3d they've done it really well yeah it's that i mean like the the, the increasing complexity of what you were describing i was like like if all of this shit's timed like i don't know how you're you're getting from like okay gentlemen here's your robot sarsaparilla and get, <laughs> get back downstairs now uh yeah cool yeah, so, and then, uh, much to my surprise and delight, they rolled out the Jingle Bots update, uh, which made it all Christmassy. So now the little robots are walking around in little elf and snowman hats, and everything is, instead of it being in the desert, it's all snowy, and there's presents lying around, and candy canes, and lights, and it's just very festive and nice they christmas nights it they christmas they nights did, it they hard. did they uh, did the one the one thing i will say which is disappointing there's four different areas and the each one has a slightly different uh feature or like this one roads don't cost anything or hmm. or that one you know the train comes twice as often or whatever but you're still just digging up the rocket. You're still just going through the the three levels of the is mine. There, like the, the, is there a story that connects the levels, or is it just like nope. pick your scenario? Nope, just pick your scenario. That's uh, it. Have That's you? All. It's the the geography is different. That's all. have you have you 
gone the distance? Like, have you built the rocket? Like, I and, in one area, yes. I did. In one area, all right. So you oh, haven't yeah. like finished the game. No. All right. That's it. I, well, very... but what happens when you uh, finish one of the maps is you get a, a upgrade that you can take into the other maps. In the... For example, the one I finished, uh, I got a train depot, <clears throat> and part of part of the game is. Uh, a train comes through every five minutes or something like that and uh, brings new items to the market. So there's three things for sale at any given moment. And you can also, like, if you don't feel like, you can find gold in the mines. Uh, if you don't feel like doing that, you can just flat out buy it. Or if you need something in a hurry, you can just flat out buy it instead of mining for the resource. It's a really, really inefficient way to do it, but you can do it. Or you can buy power-ups like... Um, uh, uh, one uh, power-up that you can put in a factory uh, dramatically decreases the necessary workforce. So oh, it like, cool. might cut the workforce in half. So, oh, you only need 25 engineers for this instead of 50. And that's that's really, really good. Um, so the depot, uh, if you so if you finish the first scenario, you get the depot, which everything on sale is always on sale at a discount. Oh, cool. All right. I <laughs> I mean, so do they keep expanding the town? Like as you go, like as you like, you're gonna go to the next area. Do you now have like a whole new host of uh, robo citizens that you have to satisfy? You're starting over from scratch. Oh, you start over from scratch. Okay, start, right. it is literally the exact same game over again. Okay, with the same cinematic perk. The same. The whole. It is exactly the same. The only thing that is different is the geography has changed. And there's probably some attribute to this map that is different than the one you played before. Cool. But you're you're just you're just doing the same thing over again. Just but it's it, different it, it's fun to do it over again, right? Like it's like I mean, if you if like me, you are <laughs> overly obsessed with. I'm going to make this the most efficient, perfectly run town ever. Yeah. I will waste zero space. Then yes, it is. Yeah. It's fun to do again. They, they, that team is so adept at making what is effectively like a pretty simple gameplay loop. Like yeah. it's like very rich, but like ultimately, like you can finish it. They can make it so satisfying to just run it over and over again. Yeah. The yeah. the Steam World Dig, the first game they did was one of those first downloadable only 3DS games that oh, was like that that you were like oh this is a worthwhile yeah like, you have to get this guy. yeah like you got it like it was so fucking good and i think at this point like you can get steam world dig on pretty much and like it's one of those games it's like, like a buck play yeah, it goes on yeah. sale all the time for like a buck on like steam yeah. and hmm. ps4 yeah all the time yeah uh dave you were saying that they're like a publisher now yeah, like, so they were previously known as Image and Form Games, yeah. and I wonder if I don't know if their like de- development arm is still called that, but now they're called Thunderful Publishing. Interesting. All um, right, and yeah, like the, it's basically the arm of Image and Form, but also like they handle like they've been publishing. Like they came out with I I don't know if it was developed by them or if they published it, but they came out with the Gunk, which was uh, a oh I heard that the, was good. Yeah, yeah, I heard it was all right. Um, that's on Game Pass too, I think. Um, let me look these guys up real quick. It, because it's I funny. Think- I was convinced that the three of us 
did a show with these guys. And I'm realizing that, no, it was one of the very last episodes of the talk show during, like, the escapist death periods in 2019. Oh, wow. And it was just me talking to them about uh, SteamWorld Quest. And it was so funny. I was like, so why is your robot cowboy thing working financially? (laughs) And the CEO of the company was like, I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea why this keeps working. But we make one, we get enough money from it, and then we can make a freaking make another one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it is is really, man, that's really funny. That you guys have both been playing robot games yeah, that are in some way about having to make robots happy. <laughs> Here's what robots need to feel contented. Mine's easier, though. Here, have a bar. Have a bar. Yeah. Not, not like, unravel the meaning of life by freeing I mean, they, me they would from like my to hallucination. Eat. They, just, they, they don't have the receptors for it yet, but they, they want to develop them so they can experience the totality of being human, which includes... Dining on an apple because what is an apple if it not to be eaten? Uh, what is the purpose of it um, without human intervention? Anyway, I find sorry. it funny that there I mean, has to it, be. A- <laughs> I find it disconcerting. They would think that it would have to serve some sort of human purpose in See, order to have validity. That, that's the dialectic right there. Mm, that's By the way, also animals solve puzzles. So and, wait, what do you mean animals solve puzzles? Animals they can do math, puzzles. like that's oh, the animals. Yeah, animals. No, that's yeah. right. Animals yeah. solve puzzles. Yeah, elephants David paint. Said that that was. Yeah, that's. I, you you want to watch it? You know, uh, animals solve a puzzle. Give an octopus a sealed jar. Oh man, they fuck those up. They will <laughs> They'll fuck be like, up oh, <laughs> there's a thing I want in there. I will figure out how to do it. And crows are genius at it. Why but hasn't anyway. somebody made an Octodad uh, Talos Principle crossover? That's that's the because that because those audiences are definitely in the Venn diagram. You want 100%. the limbs and the lasers? <laughs> that's <laughs> I might be in the middle of that Venn diagram. It might just <laughs> might just be me. Yeah, yeah it's just Dave. It's just Dave. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's I, something else I like about SteamWorld is Dig 2. Dig 1 and Dig 2 both, like, seem to be going to not, like, like bug snacks level darkness by the end of them, but, like, they get, like, spooky and dark by the end of SteamWorld mm. Dig 1 Yeah, and like, there's stuff going on other like, than yeah. just go in the mine and get yeah, the stuff. Yeah. And, oh, but, interesting. Okay, but they always they always pull back, and it's like, no nope, fun robots. <laughs> Don't worry oh, well, about yeah, it. I guess there's a little there's a little darkness going on here too. Oh, really? Is it like like? Yeah. So you find either they either this actually isn't in the game, or I've just missed it. Whenever it's happened in the opening cinematic, but it starts with a, a you know, a, of course. Chuck wagon robots, a guy and his daughter robot, and they have this big orb that's like, oh no, the rocket is under the mine. If you dig it up, we will all be able to escape together. And it, it, he's betraying them. And oh, all right. He, he's evil. He's just so, a he's just a finagler. That's the story. Is you know, I'm gonna be honest. It's a little half baked, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's 
fine. Don't worry about it. That's fine. That's yeah. not really why you're here. That, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You just want to. You just want to make like. Look, I there's not. I I started. What's really hilarious? I started the first time I played this. I'm like. I'm going to give each robot a really nice yard and I'm going to give them a little robot dog and some decorations to make it pretty. And then I realized like how many of these robots I need. Now I pack them in like sardines. Oh, they no. are cheek and jowl. There is not, there's not a decoration in my entire town. I don't care. Screw you. I give you your bar. Be happy. That's you it. You said it the, wasn't like Tulip. The, was the, 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 <laughs> the face of Susan, like the the Dr. Breen from Half-Life 2, like beaming down. <laughs> you have chosen or been chosen to live in one of our finest industrial establishments. I, I mean, I'm sure there's a way to... Do, look, it's just really... Look, so here's the problem. The only way to build a sophisticated, a more sophisticated, the next layer of... Uh, robot that you need is to convert the home of the layer of the 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 rank below. Oh so no! You take, you take a worker who is at 100 happiness. You can convert him to an engineer, but then if it's in the neighborhood, he needs you know you gotta make you gotta <laughs> transport his house boop like that. So everything's gotta be packed in really perfectly. There's no room for nuance in that scenario. You need exact numbers. To make it all function. You said it only got a little dark. That's <laughs> that's super they, dark. They have the shops and pub and restaurant they need for happiness. Oh no! Oh no! Maximum this is, capitalism. Know, right? This sounds, this sounds yeah. like a company town. Oh no! Uh, you got- oh, it's a hundred percent a company town. Susan oh yeah! You yeah. Bezosed all these cowboy robots. <laughs> That's, yeah, I that, prefer to think of it as Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh so, no! Yeah. Well, they get they to do have, spend their they robot got, bucks on. They have that nice, stuff. They have that uh-huh. nice theme park. Cannot use it outside of the town. It's worthless. It's just paper. <laughs> for, for for anyone who does not know, Hershey, Pennsylvania was a company town for the Hershey Chocolate Company, yep. and yeah, it was one hundred percent company script. Yeah, yep. I wish I still had it, but I had a picture from Hershey Park in a frame that was just me standing between their mascot, like the happy, like Hershey bar yeah. and the Reese's cup, just like this. That's the only reaction you can have there. Um, Take down big chocolate. All right. It's non-robot really stuff before, before I have to go watch Godzilla destroy a city. Oh, right. You, you got date night tonight. You got before we must before, crack on. What, yes. What is snow runners? Oh God! Okay, I, I love that this game is okay. It, again, it's a game that my husband picked up because it's on Game Pass. It is. I love that this game exists so much. All it is is you drive a truck to carry stuff from one point to another through bad weather. That's it. Mud, yes. flooding, yes. snow, ice. That's it. But here's what I love about it. It's hyper-realistic. So the uh, trucks, and, and it's different. You're putting different tires on and different suspensions and different trailers and all that. You can also put the wee-oo-wee-oo lights on. I was just going to say, do you get to replace the lights? You yeah. absolutely do. Fucking tight. And, and it's all, these are all real 
vehicles and real tires and real, like it's all modeled, like Gran Turismo level of detail for these vehicles. And the physics are super real. And that's it. And you're going to these, like there's, there are no roads here. They're just like suggestions. Of, and it's just, that's it. There's no story. All it is is, okay, you got an assignment. You got to take the whatever to the wherever. And you are going to get stuck. And so you're going to have to use the correct winch point to pull yourself out of the, you know, three foot deep mud that you're in. And he loves it so much. (laughs) That's like, that's video games. Like that's yeah, that's fucking, video game. That's <laughs> like, that's the right video game. <laughs> that's the right. Like he has now played it almost as much as he played Starfield. Yeah, and it's just, he's like as he described it as it makes him feels like he's twelve years old. Yeah, and I, I totally just get like, that. Make the truck, get the, yeah. thing, get the like, you know. Yeah, it's I, a, like so this whole like it's a whole genre at this point. It is. But with like with that, um, like the one that I would love to hear about people play is uh like truck simulator or yeah. like the big one is like euro trucks and it's just you're in a semi you're yep. transporting you're, you're doing someone's job yeah and yes. we've we've constructed a realistic ish version of this european town and you listen to the radio and you just drive dude and you yep. just drive one of and you one follow of my, traffic loss what one of my brother's friends who works at like like Corning Incorporated. He is a glass surfaces scientist. He's the only person I've ever met who fucking A knows what it is, but loves Densha de Go. Which is like <gasps> Densha de Go. Does he have does he have like the train controller where you push He's, it down? Like and- like he bought it for every so going all the way back to like I think there's a Super Nintendo one, but it like got yeah. big on PlayStation 1 and they still make them. It's you're a train conductor in Japan. You like there are all the different rail lines. Sometimes it's a regional, sometimes it's a bullet train and you conduct that train. You like I love it. You got to like make love it go, it. you got to brake right and uh, like he doesn't play a lot of video games and he only knows about it cuz he lived there for a while. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I fucking love it. I love making sure that you stop just right. Video games. <laughs> I love that this exists so hard because yeah. this this is his version of Chance of Sonar, right? Oh, like, 1,000%. it's the nerdiest, mm-hmm. most niche, most I don't understand why you find that entertaining thing and it and it's done with such care like nothing in this game is half-assed nothing is phoned in the attention to detail is these people are like no we are going you want to drive through mud we are going to give you the experience of driving <laughs> this really heavy load through mud awesome. and uh, we're going to I love it. I love that someone cares so much about this incredibly specific thing. That rules. That rules so hard. Uh, I haven't played a lot of it. And it's such like a different type of game. Like I would have talked about it on the show, but I've only played like the first couple of levels. But I was really excited for this game. But I I knew that they were going to do a physical edition, so I waited. I've been playing a Switch game called Cursed to Golf. And the idea is, 
it is a like golfing platformer. So it's like long side scrolling platforming stages. And to get through it, you have to like golf. Like it's, Oh my God. Yeah. And it's like super finicky platforming. Like, uh, kind of like desert golfing, but like turned into, uh, yes. But like far more like, like Mario, like, like you were in like a big vertically oriented space and you have to figure out how to get there and a certain number of hits and all of that. But like, it, and the idea is like you're you're like a golfer, you're about to like win the championship and you swing and then you get struck by lightning and you're in fucking golf purgatory and you have to like golf your way out of hell. Uh, right? And you're cursed to golf. You're cursed, cursed to, golf. to golf. There you go. And like playing it, like it's the same feeling. Like this is all you're doing. Like, oh, all you're doing is getting through the mud. You're, I need to get out an iron and chip it over this this pit because I only have five hits left and if I'm going to get to the goal I've, I can only, okay, here we go but there is so much talking and like I want to like call a developer and be like, you think I give a shit what these people are saying <laughs> get to the fucking cursed golfing man <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't care why these truckers are needing to get out of the ice. Get to me fixing the truck. To get the fuck out of That's here. That's what's great. You don't you don't design a character. Yeah. There's no plot. <laughs> yes. There's no. They're like you see a human driving, but there's oh. no. Mm 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 mm. You're gonna and there's so much of it, bro. They've they've there's so much it's huge and it's now you're in russia now you're in michigan now you're in canada now there's snow now it's a flood like okay what it just he just loves it i wonder if they like i wonder if there's any like real like historical data that they used like oh you're gonna truck through this like famous storm at this time in nope. my yeah, dog. That's, no, that's no, awesome. She's like, nope, it's snowing, asshole. Just get through it. Is it. Not, it is not that kind of party. So I love that uh, no. so much. That's so awesome. I love. I, I, it's just, it's, it is, and I've been fascinated by this for years. It is the farming simulator mentality, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's another one. I don't get it. I but they're on number twenty four. I admire it so much. I admire it I, so much. I, so much like they yeah. i want to know if they stumbled upon this I mean, or if they knew i mean, I mean it like, all goes back to the like microsoft flight simulator stuff yeah like, yeah, yeah exactly um, like farming is a little bit more specific like it's like a like flight is not something i mean not saying that everyone can farm but like like flight is one it's like it's a very specialized thing that like a lot of people see and go like oh, i can want to do that whereas they, like wanna, farming, they aspire to it it's aspirational yeah. yeah yeah um but like it's the same kind of thing where like like you hear stories about communities of people who play microsoft flight simulator who pretend who they log into a discord server and they pretend 
like they're taking off for real and there's a guy running traffic control and they have to do like all of the radio mm-hmm. commands mm-hmm. uh like as if they were taking off from a real airport and the traffic control guides them out and and they have to land and like people get banned from the discord because they're not following like like radio <gasps> protocol and stuff yeah yeah there's like it. whole communities that built around making the experience as like but like also communal as well i yeah, wonder yeah, yeah. if there's some of that around these but like yeah like it, they're all born out of that mentality of people just like i have a crappy desk job i am a middle mm-hmm. manager for mm-hmm. some faceless corporation that doesn't know my name i want i want to do something different and interesting and like really mm-hmm. get into the weeds and brains like doing things yeah like yeah. brains yeah. brains like doing stuff I love I love when um, a simulation community emerges around things that don't uh, aren't built for it. Uh, I was actually just talking about this earlier today with other gaming nerd friends, and we were just talking about two thousand eight games. And I was like, my favorite thing that happened in two thousand eight wasn't anything that was commercially released. It was the opening of one of the first hacked servers for GTA three. And it was a full simulation town for Liberty City. So it was people who were like working as traffic cops. I'm a oh bus driver. I and like and like not playing fucking Grand Theft Auto, like yeah, maintaining yeah. the town. And a buddy of mine was like, oh, dude, don't you know that like there are people that still run GTA online servers that are like spawned from that? And he sent me a story and I'll, I'll send it to you guys for the show notes. There's a kid who makes 10 grand a month. And all he does is write backstories for people who are simulating their lives in GTA Online. He's like, okay, like, here's your, like, full, like, history. And here's who you are. Here's your job. Here's what you do. And then they go and they live there. <laughs> That shit's, that's, that's interesting game brain right there. Oh my God. That's, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, that's the furthest end of, I just want to like make this truck go. Like, yeah, 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 that's yeah. the furthest yeah. end of, yeah. of that mentality. And the furthest end of podcast mentality is the people that would back this show. Like, what are you, <laughs> Dear God, what are you doing? <laughs> Dave, who did this? Who did this? Our Patreon backers did this. Patreon.com forward slash continue podcast. Um, we welcome all of your support. Thank you for helping us keep the lights on. Uh, you do get a few special perks. Like I mentioned earlier, five bucks, you get access to our discord. Ten bucks, uh, you get a shout out on the show. And I want to do that right now. We've got special shout outs to Toast, Adam Gauntlet, Michael Coffey, Shirley L., Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Matthew Peters, Gluttony One of Seven, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Christian Fisher, Skip Dippity, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Rugan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you for letting thank us you. talk you about all. weird weird robots. We like yes. robots. Uh, weird southern gag <laughs> western robots. <laughs> Paul. I love that there are aristocrats. I love that you found a way to like cram aristocrats into a tighter living space. 
I'll maximize oh, yeah. your role, plastics maker. Um, it's fucking great. Uh, yes, everybody, thank you so much. Uh, you cannot imagine if you like. I assume if you're listening to this end of the show, you know well enough by now how much this show means to us. It means a lot to us. We're very, very grateful. Uh, you can follow us on lots of places. Dave, where can people follow you to find out about the movie days for the on the continue discard? Okay, discard. So, yes, on the discard. If you go to the events, like on the sidebar, there's an events thing up at the top and every two weeks i put a new one up um we're doing something special because uh the the next one's christmas eve and i'm not going to be around all day but i still wanted to do something so in the spirit of the mst3k turkey day marathon i figured out a way to make a playlist in vlc and i've compiled some of my favorite christmas themed mst3k and riff tracks episodes oh, like space mutiny's in there too like he looks like cameron mitchell looks like santa claus i'm calling it it's christmas like but so there'll, there'll be some stuff in there but that's basically on uh sunday christmas eve the 24th from like 9 a.m pacific until whenever that playlist runs out it's just gonna be going on the discord server so pop in uh say hi um yeah that'll be when i there. need to hide from my in-laws i'm gonna get right in there okay like, oh, uh, I, I, actually, I have the i have the full list here i'll just like real quick what the what we'll be doing uh we will have the star wars holiday special space mutiny santa's summer house which is oh it's it's like like being in a room with the gas leak that one santa claus Conquest <laughs> the martians uh monsters christmas uh santa claus where santa meets the devil uh yes. icebreaker which uh is a from the makers of time chasers a movie starring sean astin and bruce campbell and stacy keach uh it's awful that sounds made up that doesn't oh, even sound it came real. out a, it came out a year before fellowship of the ring it's it's bad <laughs> holy and, shit and uh mitchell because it's one of my favorite Good. episodes of mst3k so that's that's a great one uh man bruce campbell and sean astin in the year 2000 that's wild yeah uh, it's i just need to look that up now it's something uh, to behold in a room with a gas leak that is <laughs> Like I, 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 I shit like seriously I started I, I watched that movie I started dissociating like I could not <laughs> it's not it's uh it's like it's no budget it's made by like he's a, he goes by a different name uh I don't know why exactly like he went under an alias but it's directed by David Dakota who is like part of the Roger Corman fan like he came up in that oh, era okay, all right, and like yeah. but like he directed uh Bigfoot versus db cooper and the whole movie is like literally just it's 90 minutes of a bunch of shirtless like beefcakes in a cabin going what's going on in the cabin guys i don't have a shirt on and then uh the guy who plays frank west from uh dead rising shows up and fights a guy in a bigfoot costume in the last 10 minutes of the movie like that's the kind of movie this is got it got it Okay. All right. it's, you've you've got uh, Robert Meacham's uh, fail son, Cynthia Rothrock, and Gary Daniels. I think is in it, like the the British kickboxer guy. It's <laughs> sounds insane. And a bunch of people end up in like a, a like a millionaire McMansion in California in the middle of summer, and Santa's there, but it's not. I don't know. Uh, Susan, it, where can people follow you? <laughs> 
Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter uh, at Susan Art. You can find me on Blue Sky at Susan Art. You can find me on Substack, where I write about movies and television uh, in a newsletter called Channel Surfing. It's awesome. Um, you can follow me for now on Twitter at a John Agnello and also Blue Sky. Man, Twitter's it's really it's getting, not fun anymore. It's getting hard down there at the bottom with that with yeah. that with that platform. Um, all right, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to go watch in a couple of minutes a movie about a giant lizard uh, with my wife. Uh, We'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Happy holidays. Bye. Happy New Year.